What's up, y'all? You are listening to For the Artists, a podcast brought to you by Creative M Projects. I'm your host, Melissa Cherie, and I have a beautiful feature, Alexandria Queen Sneed, a.k.a. Queen. Yes, I will be using that, okay, several times. She is a proud Baltimore native residing in Los Angeles with her husband and two children. She is an award-winning TV producer, creative coach, and entrepreneur with a passion for building community. Love that. A proud Howard University alum, Alexandria has built a career in the unscripted genre of television over the past 15 years, okay? Some of her credits include the NAACP Awards, Black Girls Rock, yes they do, Kennedy Center Honors, BET Hip Hop Awards, Rhythm and Flow on Netflix, Home Sweet Home on NBC, and many more projects on a variety of platforms. We can ask her about that. But Alexandria believes that when given the right tools, every person's unique gift can impact the world and that there is enough room for all of us to win. Mm -hmm. She feels deeply connected to helping people see themselves and consequently the world with clarity. Here's something that I love. She lives by the philosophy that we are not all called to do everything, but everyone is called to something. Do that. Yes. In quotes. Girl, you need that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Alexandria maintains that her greatest achievements are being a mom, building a beautiful life with her high school sweetheart, well, hello now, and chopping it up her family as much as possible. Queen, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. What's going on? Oh, yes, thank you for saying yes. I love that you said yes. Yeah, of course. You know what? First of all, let me just say, okay, everybody cannot rock the word queen. Now, when I say that, <laughs> Okay. Yes, we are all queens, but everybody doesn't necessarily rock the fact that they are a queen. Okay. One thing that I can say about you is that you have a presence. You have the presence of a queen whenever you oh, wow. step into the room. And there's just something about you and it can even be intimidating. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, do you do you get that all the time that people, you know, acknowledge and recognize your queenness? I do, but it's, 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 it's interesting. I'm learning to accept that, but it's something that I've been told for a long time that I did. And, and I was like, what do you mean? I'm just a person, like I'm a regular person, but you know, I can acknowledge that there's like, and I think that's a part of becoming to, you know, you start to like pick up on what you're putting down. Cause we don't always know what we giving off, you know? So yeah, I used to like think it as a bad thing. Like I was like, well, I'm not trying to act like I'm better than nobody else. But now I realize like that's not what people say, you know? So yeah, I guess I do hear it a lot. It's interesting. Hmm. And you said you're learning to accept that. Now that strikes me. What, what exactly does that mean for you that you're learning to accept that? It means that I'm learning to own it, right? Because if hmm. when I think about you know, just that word. Like when I think about queen or somebody that's like royalty, it's like an air that I think about, you know, that they, that they have. And so in my mind, 
I've all, I used to carry this little chip on my shoulder where like, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm cool. Like I'm, I'm on my stuff, but I don't want nobody to feel like I'm, you know, not like, like we all on the same level. We all, whatever, whatever. And I think for me, what I was realizing was that I was making myself shrink because I was like afraid of some notion of me that wasn't even true. And so when I say I'm learning to accept it, it's like me owning the fact that, you know what? I do have a presence. I do carry something strong. I do bring that. And the more I own it, the more I lean into it, the more I actually can like wield my power versus like stumbling into it. You know what I'm saying? So I, so the thing is, yeah. no matter what, I think that's the cool thing about the way God gives us all is like, whatever you're, you're good at, whatever you do, you're going to do it no matter what, but you can either own it and roll with it, or it could just, you could be doing it and you know, falling into it all the time, but you get so much more when you own it. So that's where I'm at. I'm like learning to own it, you know? Love that. Love that. You know, it's interesting because I think in creative spaces, when, uh, like when you are out in front, like performance art, it's like you learn how to step out there and, and have a presence and be in that presence and kind of like, power right mm -hmm. and it is it's acceptable <laughs> because you're a performer but it's interesting how in in other lanes that doesn't necessarily always translate the same it might be perceived as oh she thinks she's all that oh she's so aggressive uh, and i'm saying she just because yeah. we're she's but it could apply to any anyone Mm -hmm. Um, now have you found, because now your lane isn't necessarily performance in terms of in front of the camera mm -hmm. or, or is there something I don't know in terms of you <laughs> being a performer, <laughs> but you know, most of your stuff is creative behind the scenes, right? Yeah. All of my professional work has been creative behind the scenes, but I, you know, it's so funny that you asked this because like, I've literally been in a space lately of just wanting to like tap into the parts of my creative voice that I've quieted for a long time or just kind of haven't looked at but I was I was acting from the time I was eight I was even a theater minor in college all the way up plays musicals all of that like I thought I was going to be in front of the camera that was my goal and then I just mm -hmm. flipped you know and so but what's interesting is that that performer that and that presence is still in me you know like I could feel it um so it's interesting it's something that I've been like dabbling into like man maybe I'll take an improv class like just wake that up a little bit you know because it's a, it's a interesting thing but yeah no most of all of my professional work is is behind the camera which I love and I love pulling story out of people and pulling putting things together so I I I really I do love that learn something new about you and it makes so much sense okay no wonder you you were doing theater when you were younger mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. have you have a natural ability like i said it's back to your presence says back to your presence okay so wait wait we gotta talk about this for a second okay <laughs> because you said at a certain point in time like it flipped like you wanted to be an actress or you know doing your thing with a the theater Mm -hmm. And and then when did it flip exactly? What what happened? Do you know? Mm, you know, I've been trying to figure this out lately, actually. Um, but I think the flip happened 
because it all in high school I was in all of the plays I was in the musicals um and I don't know I think and then in like I said in college I majored in tv and I minored in theater um when I was at Howard and then I think I don't know. I don't, I, I think what happened was that I just saw a lane. Like I saw a lot of people going for acting maybe, but I don't know what the line was, you know, cause I, I, but it might've been that shift in college, honestly, when I made television, my, my main thing and made theater, my minor, that was like me starting to put it on the back burner. Cause it was like my main thing all the way up and through high school. And then in college, I think I went that direction. Um, and because and, and, I didn't audition or do anything, but it could have been connected because see, I auditioned. Have you ever heard of the Baltimore School for the Arts? No. Okay. So that's where Jada Pinkett went. Tupac went there. Okay. Um, really well, like renowned school for the arts, but I auditioned there and I didn't get in. That was That's a high school. And I mm-hmm. remember that. I remember being like, all this acting all this acting and I didn't get in for high school so I ended up going to my local high school but it totally worked out I still was able to be in theater and everything but I feel like some part of that made me not want to be in a position where I needed to audition for anything anymore you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. or maybe like on on a big risky scale I guess and so maybe that's what it is but I don't know girl I'm out here processing with you right here on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes that's what we do here though we process so that others that are listening who are also processing might pick up a little something that's gonna help them Mm -hmm. uh you know what I just I actually love that we've landed here because when it was time for me to go off to college now you know what I did go to a performing arts high school but by the time I got ready to go to college I had been doing this since I was like four Mm. so that's what you figure 14 years mm-hmm. I was like okay you know what it hasn't happened and I'm going to do something that's going to pay the bills mm-hmm. that my my mom can be like proud of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then I just went in a whole different intellectual collegiate lane and I did you know put all of those things kind of like on the shelf not a back burner Mm-hmm. But it's like when you have that love and that passion about something and it's in there, mm-hmm. like it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward, like, I don't know how many years and I relocated back to California and it was like, no, I, I still have to do the things that are on my heart to do. Mm-hmm. So I love that you're thinking about those spaces that you said that you've kind of quieted. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. we're about to hear you roar. Yeah, listen, I would see that. Well, you know what it is. I'm, 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 uh, it's what I'm realizing is that I'm at a place in my producing, even where my voice is really necessary, right? So I'm not just, I'm not just in supportive roles anymore, though every supportive role is important in 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 a production so I don't want to act like that's not the case but you get to a point creatively as a supervising or executive producer whatever where like now it's like your voice it's your voice right Mm -hmm. and so I'm realizing that parts of my voice are locked up in that part of my creative being right Mm. so I'm not even able it's kind of it's it's almost like I'm I'm speaking but I can tell that I'm like I'm not speaking clearly. I'm not, it's not my full voice. So for me, I think even tapping into these spaces is like, 
you know, I don't, I, I don't know that I'm able to, I'm telling great stories, but I'm like, there's something more that I have to say. And I think I got to let her loose all the way around to get it all the way out. You know, it's like, I'm, you know, it's like I'm stuttering and, but the stutter is connected to me trying to hold something in, you know, mm. that's deep. The stutter is connected to you trying to hold something in. What would you say to someone? Because I mean, we're young. However, we've been at some things for a little while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's somebody that that may be listening who may be thinking, what, what are they talking about? Finding their voice and their voice is locked up. Like, or somebody that's like, I don't know what my voice is and I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Sure. Like, what would you say to that person in terms of getting to the place where they actually know, I guess, more of who they are and what it is that they're trying to to say or share with the world around them? Yeah. Like, how I, did you get there? I think I'm getting there. I think I'm going to continue to get there. Um, but I think I'm where I am now because or I'll say this. I think the best, sometimes the best way of finding your voice is finding out what's not your voice, right? Mm -hmm. So I've done a lot. And that means trying things. I've done a lot of things. <laughs> and I've tried mm -hmm. working in a lot of realms of television and lots of different types of projects and in lots of different types of roles. Um, I think at this stage, because it's been about, Mm, yeah, I guess it's been almost like 15 years that, that I've been in the industry now. Mm -hmm. uh, um, when I, when I'm talking about my voice, I'm talking about the, the way that I, um, the way that I tell stories, but also like the type of stories that feel most naturally for me to tell that like come out of me without prompting it's just like this is what I want to say have to say and this is a way because your voice is not just what you say but it's also how you say a thing right mm -hmm. some of that like I said some of that is ha has come from me being a part of things where I was saying things I didn't want to say and it wasn't like I was saying crazy stuff but I was just like I don't care about this <laughs> right <laughs> like straight up like straight up I, I remember when I did I was, uh, it was the one project, the one project in all of my years that I got fired from and was going to quit the same day. Whoa. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I was working, it was, it was, uh, it was like a reboot of Bridezilla's. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And I literally could not have cared less about <laughs> what this project was about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just couldn't have cared less. <laughs> and I realized what, what happened on that project, you know, was, it was a series of things and it was a very mutual departure. But what was interesting about that project was that I realized, oh, my capacity to tell stories is, is limited and my excellence is, is limited to, I won't say limited, I would say it, it activates in the best way when I'm telling stories I care about and when I don't care or when I want or if it doesn't resonate with me, I'm not even able to tell this story the best, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are some people who could like go into a show like that and like make it amazing. 
because they really love telling stories like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, cause I'm not somebody that judges any particular genre of television. Um, mm-hmm. It all is story, but I'm like, like I have a friend who's actually very, very good at like ensemble cast type shows. Mm-hmm. He's excellent at it. Can pull story out of anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Loves it. Not my thing. You know what I mean? Like those types of shows, you know, where, you know, it just wasn't my type of thing, but m- long story short where the voice thing came in it took me doing a show like that to realize like oh that's not a part of my voice won't say won't, mm. won't do that again so sometimes finding mm. your voice is, is like the, the two parts of finding your voice is knowing what it is that you have to say and how do you say things so like I know that's something that I don't want to say I don't have to say anything that has to do with that so that helped <laughs> me to be like mm, I think I care the most about this I care about this I care about that I started journaling like these are the things I care about I care about community I care about like see like seeing people I care about people feeling seen I care about uh the things that connect us our emotions our you know like I, I have like all these different little things I that that I care about I care about spirituality and faith right and then I start thinking about how I tell stories, right? And so there's a way that I that I like to tell story, and and I even I'm that's the part where I'm like I'm still discovering a piece of that, and some of that comes through affirmation, where other people are like, "Huh, this is really unique about you. That's really interesting. I really receive those things." But then also, me figuring out how I tell stories, like you can't you can't figure that out unless you just start doing stuff, start telling some stories, start doing. Start doing things and not even just telling stories like this show on primetime television. I think about even at home, like I'm a Christmas fanatic, by the way. So <laughs> even like this, the, the way that I do the holidays at our house is creative and the way that we make it up a holiday that we celebrate. And we've been celebrating since my daughter was three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like mm-hmm. even that is a I'm learning that every creative expression is a part of my voice so that's what I would say to somebody that's trying to find their voice is like start eliminating what's not with the things that you don't want to say and then start paying attention to the way you're saying every creative thing yes that's some that's some good nuggets right there start eliminating mm-hmm. process of elimination so what what was your first um what was your first job out of college? So my first job was uh, as a secretary at this production company in Washington, D.C. called Atlantic Video. So it was a production company that did like, they did a bunch of ESPN shows. They they were they were pretty much a, like a production house, like a studio um, in D.C., in downtown D.C., and so I was the front desk secretary for for them right out of college. Um, and then probably like a year into being there, they started laying people off and had to downsize or whatever. Oh. Um, but while I was there, I had made connections with all of those, all of the producers that, you know, were running different teams there and got contacts because I was just like, hey, I'm trying to get to know anybody in the industry. And so I remember um, getting one of the producers there gave me just like a list of producers to call. And so I would come in and call them, um, you know, before work every day. Like I would just make a couple calls before work every day. And I remember calling them and I didn't even know that these people were like executive producers. I just was like calling Mm -hmm. numbers on a paper 
And I was like, hey, this is, hi, this is Alexandria Queen. And I just want to, you know, let you know that I'm a graduate. I'm interested in being a production and da, da, da. And so I just kept doing that. But one of the women that I called on that list, she ended up hiring me after I got laid off from this job. She and I stayed in contact and she ended up hiring me for my first freelance production job, which was uh, Obama's first inaugural events. And Whoa. that's how I got into live event television. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Okay, listen, Queen. Look at you was already making Queen moves right out of college, just making boss calls. Okay, to executives. I was that always? Think- was that in your? You didn't think about it like that. No, I, it's so interesting when I look back at that because I had so much audacity. But some of it is like you just you come out of. I don't know. Maybe it's every college. I, I, I'm, of course, I'm particular to Howard. You know how us Howard people are. So, <laughs> but you come out of Howard, me specifically, I came out of Howard knowing that like, okay, it's in your hands, like figure it out. You know what I mean? And so when I came, when I, I knew that like every connection leads to something sort of thing. And so this was just like my strategy. I didn't, I didn't necessarily, I felt terrified calling these people. I didn't feel really? like bossy. <laughs> I felt mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. this, these are the things I need to do to get closer to where I'm trying to get. This was pre-Netflix. This was pre-streaming services. You know what I mean? So I didn't, there wasn't a lot of production around me. And so mm-hmm. I, and I didn't know, all I knew was like, hey, you do stuff that I think is on TV somewhere. So can you show me how to who to talk to, you know, and that was, that's really where it came from knowing that like, if I didn't create some proximity um, for myself to the industry, like to wherever I could find the industry, whatever person I could, I could get in contact with, then I wasn't going to get there. You know, I came, my first class at Howard, literally first day, first class, the professor says, welcome, welcome to the School of Communications and intro to television production. So glad all of you want to enter the industry. Just so you know, 1% of you will be absorbed into the industry. That's the stat. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Day one. So day one, I'm like, how how do I be that 1%? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. So, you know, I won't even say that. I can't even say that I was just like on, on some boss. I was just on some, like, I was focused on that, on that stat. I was like, how do I be, how can I be the 1%? What does it take? What does that look like? And I just took one step in front of the other. It's funny. I today could take some notes from early career, Alex. Mm Mm-hmm. She was very unashamed. Ah, early girl, Allie, take some yes. notes. She was, very, she was very unashamed and she just knew what was in front of her. She took one step in front of the other. And and so, and I sometimes struggle with that. You know, the higher you go, you're like, oh, what is the right thing? And you start questioning too much instead of doing the next thing. What's the next thing? And that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there's so many places I can go from all the things that you just said. Okay, because let me just rattle off a couple so I don't forget. One, it's like just the idea of how we move into these places where we just begin to overthink. We just start to overthink 
and over rationalize and, and, you know, and we, and we lose that, that fire, that, like that spontaneity that just comes from not even thinking, right. That sometimes comes along with like youthfulness or when you haven't had as much experience, you don't overthink it. You're just like doing. And that's like the second thing that I wanted to talk about is I know you said, you know, I wasn't really doing boss moves, but when you think about it, it's like some of the things that you were doing, I, I want to know if, if you were like, if that's like just naturally downloaded into your DNA from mm -hmm. a young age, because not everyone would have the perspective that you had mm -hmm. when homie said, Hey, 1% of y'all is going to make it. Look at you already was in that 1% just by your mindset. I'm sure there were other people in that class was like, well, I guess I ain't going, mm, I'm taking this class, but you know what? I'm probably not going to be in production. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The fact that you didn't go there, you focus on dang 1%. Okay. How can I be that 1%? How can I be that 1%? Mm -hmm. How did you get to become that? Because already in college, mm -hmm. there was something, I don't know if that's like home you know, school, like, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but there's something that, that helped get you to even being there at that particular place in your life. Mm. Hmm. I think I know. That, no, you know, when I look back over my life, I think that I have been someone who has, I've known what I wanted. I've known that um, mm -hmm. that's been, you know, like I was the person who applied for one college and my mom was freaking out. What? <laughs> she was like, how am I going to deal with this? You're going to get the rejection, you know? And I was like, well, we'll see if that's not it. I, I wanted to go to Howard. And so mm. I applied to Howard and, and that was it, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess in some ways it was in my DNA, you know what I mean? Like it, it's a part of who I am in other ways. And some of it is just like, I don't know. I attribute some of it to Baltimore. I feel like it's a Baltimore kind of a hustle spirit too. But I think mm -hmm. that um, if I were to give, cause I don't really, I don't really like to say things like that. They're like, oh, she's in my DNA because I, I would hate for anybody to listen to this and be like, Okay, yeah, she was born with it, so I can't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, because yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. true. And I think, because I do think that I very well could have had, I'll tell you what it is. This is what it is. It was in my DNA, but I wasn't, I had a practice of obedience. I trusted mm. myself and I obeyed. I obeyed my instincts and I trusted and my, for me, you know, I had a very strong faith as a young person, very much so believe that mm -hmm. God was speaking to me, leading me. Um, and so I just didn't question, you know what I mean? And I think even now, uh, I appreciate this question because I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, what was that about? And it was like to apply to one college sounds crazy right but i just <laughs> i just was clear you know yeah. i just was not i had no questions and i did and i obeyed that's what i felt that's what i did mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times we get clammed up and this is me talking about me now looking back at me like even now i'm like mm, i could see how doubt has clammed me up 
you know, um, mm -hmm. not that I'm not still making certain moves, but I could see over time that it was a momentum of obedience that led me into the next thing, into the next thing. I just kept obeying and then I obeyed, I obeyed again and then I obeyed again and then I obeyed again. That obedience, you know, call it God said, call it intuition, whatever works for you. But that's that's what it was. I felt it. I felt a thing and I went with what I felt. That doesn't mean that everything worked out. I just went with what I felt and I didn't question it. And I think that's the difference. Even if the drive was in my DNA, I think I could have very easily lost momentum had I stopped being obedient. That, that, that's so good. The momentum of obedience. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. That's powerful. Um, wow. So in terms of where you are now, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you're, you're still in the obedience lane, mm -hmm. but what do you do when, what do you do when, when doubts start to come your way? in terms of where you're, where you're headed, where you're trying to move towards? Yeah. Um, well, listen, I'm a real one. Okay. So I'm gonna always tell you what it is. I've literally been in like a doubt fight mm -hmm. <laughs> for a minute now. Um, and what is working over the past, I would say maybe six six to eight months, maybe what is working is affirmations. Um, what's working is, um, trusting my first mind. And so what that means is like, you have that thought and then the thought is I should do this. And then you're like, well, maybe mm -mm. first thought. Your first mind is your best mind. So for me, I've been able to get through some of the doubt by like maybe maybe screaming and yelling, but going with my first thought, like forcing mm -hmm. my first thought, right? And that has broken the ice in certain areas of doubt, which has been helpful. Um, but I've had, I've been working on that. I have been working on that. And so it's, it's an active space that I'm in. I think even when I conquer this level of it, I believe, I believe it'll come back, you know, because I don't think that we, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that doubt is something that is here to destroy me. I think it's a part of fear and it's trying to keep me safe from in some way. And I'm the one that has to take ownership enough to mm -hmm. know that I'm going in the right direction and have ownership enough to say, hey, fear, I don't need you today. I'm good. We can do this. Um, but that's that's it. Like affirmations for me and meditation is helpful too, because sometimes this just gets busy. Yeah. You just gotta calm it down, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think meditation is different from prayer as well. I pray mm -hmm. as well, you know, but I think meditation is something that has become very important to me as a separate um practice because it calms my mind and sometimes doubt sometimes we're not even actually doubting we're overthinking but we are limited in our language and so we call it doubt mm -hmm. but it's not doubt it's just overthinking it's it's it could be a lot of things 
So if you slow this down and quiet your mind and are able to see things clearly, you could be like, no, I don't doubt myself here. I'm just feeling nervous or I don't doubt myself here. This is just reminding me of this old relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's being present. Um, so presence, presence, it has been really, really important in my life. Um, over the over the past months you know the better part of the year and that's how I've been moving forward in areas that are have been feeling really scary for me yeah I I just appreciate um you sharing that and being vulnerable to talk about I mean six to eight months is is a long time Mm -hmm. um but sometimes the things that we work through or go through go on like past a year (laughs) you know or you hear stories of people that have had to overcome after multiple years of of really intentionally persevering Mm -hmm. um so I just I really appreciate that you shared that and yeah I was listening it was it was like a short little video clip on something that came up earlier today and the person was talking about how uh, we work at the things that we love. And this person was particularly talking about it, like in relationship. Right. And, um, that just came up for me when you were talking, because it's, 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 uh, I don't want to say it's so easy, but it's almost natural to put in work towards like things that we are passionate about external things, right? Mm -hmm. Like our craft, our gift, um, a friendship, the marriage, whatever it is. But when it comes to working on self, you know what I mean? Like, and when you think about the idea of work equating to love Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, where people are always talking about self-love, self-love, you know what I mean? Self-love is more than just, let me go sit down and have a massage. Let me go, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things that feel good. And I'm, I'm not, downplaying those things those are good and necessary and all that but I'm just saying like when you are willing to put in the time right to work on yourself that is a form of loving yourself and we can't we can't skip out on that so I love that you just brought attention to that because it's a real thing that we need to all practice on the regular yeah and it's not listen I'm gonna take it a step realer for you a little more real is that it's not something that I did easily. I didn't, I didn't sit down easily, you mm-hmm. know, like that, that was tough for me, because especially as creatives, we're like, oh, I'm gonna do this and following this inspiration. Oh, I have an idea. Let me, uh, 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 uh. you know what I mean? And it took me a minute because yeah. I was doing a lot of good things. I was doing a lot of good things, but then I was like, is any of this my thing? Is any of this my voice? Is any of this great? This is all really good, but am I great? Do I have great things to do? Am mm-hmm. I do I am I shying away from the really great, incredible things that I feel called to do because the good things come so easy and they're mm. and they're so, you know what I'm saying? So it took some real humility to sit down and be like let me just be quiet for a bit. You know, mm-hmm. let me just check this out. Let me check out what's happening in here and in here. Let me let me figure out why I need to be affirmed all the time. Let me figure out why I need compliments all the time. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Like just all kinds of stuff came up and all of it, believe it or not, it might sound, I don't know if it sounds like not connected to the creative process, but it really is. It's like, I was realizing that so much of the work that I was creating was wrapped up in like, do you like it? You like it? Is this, is this good? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Me whole time. I'm not, I'm missing out on like my authentic self. And that self was like, please, please let me out. You know? And that's, that's who I'm working with right now. I'm working with her. I'm working with that authentic me. And I feel like that's what God is asking me to do too. He's like, I made you, I made you, you, and I like you. So <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. do Let's have all it. Let's bring her out, you know? So yeah. Yeah, I can relate. I can relate. Bring her out. Okay. Now you you're married, mm-hmm. but you you so obviously that's gonna be a, a source of support for you, right? As you're in your creative process, your journey. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, do you find that um you have you know some key people that really help you in terms of elevating you or yeah, as you're as you're journeying, those people that are, you know, br- bring a value to where you're going, and oh, how so necessary is that? So many people. Oh my goodness, I can't even list them all. I mm-hmm. I stay. I one of the. You know, it's funny when when I filled out my um. I don't remember what I ended up putting, but when I filled out my like a little prep document for you for this for this thing it asks what is your title in three words and I was mm-hmm. like producer community community advocate community <laughs> curator creative community like I was like going because it's so hard as much as I'm a producer I am like a I I I am a community um sorry about that it's okay um, I am a community advocate. Like I'm, I'm just like so big on bringing people together and making connection. And, and I believe that God has left some of his greatest jewels in everybody. And so I Mm. feel very pulled. I think it's one of the reasons I really love unscripted television and unscripted television for me has been, you know, a lot of docu-series, um, you know, specials, things like that. I really love the little gems that are hiding in everybody. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. um, that being said, when you ask me like, who's around you, like I make, it's a part of my life's practice to just be connected to people. You know, I don't, I don't work. I, I, as a person, I feel like my mechanisms, it doesn't work well outside of the context of community. So the people that prop me up, it's everybody. It's everybody that I know. Like Mm -hmm. I have you know, I have in my industry, I definitely have like some friends. Actually, there's a group of friends that I have that we moved to the West Coast together. We all came from DC and we all came here like the same year, like a month or so after each other. Wow. And we've been here. We all like, you know, everybody's <laughs> in different spaces now. One of one of my homies, she works at MGM now, other homies at Apple Music, you know, but we've all come up under all of these shows, you know. And those are like, mm-hmm. those folks are like my family in a particular way. They keep me really grounded and keep me like, you know, remembering why we all started. So that's really helpful. And then I have another group of people who are like 
more my senior that are kind of like mentors and none of them are like official mentors, but I look to each of them for guidance and advice that's like a couple yards ahead of me. You know what I mean? And so I have people like that that are executives mm-hmm. and run, com- you know, big production companies and run showrunners and things like that. And then I have people like some, honestly, like my most valuable, <laughs> like support it, it um, people are people that like are not in the industry at all. Mm-hmm. They're just like my friends and people that I just have a breakfast with or mm-hmm. have a coffee with um, or don't we don't talk at all about what we do. We, we talk about how we're responding to life. Mm-hmm. And then that inspires me. And it helps me to like, you know, just keep that balance. Also, like, I know, I know it's kind of like, I know the question was, well, you know, I know you're married, but do you have any other support? But I'm telling you, that's the quarterback right there. Yeah. My husband is the quarterback. Like that's, that's the homie. And I think that we're there for each other, but in a lot of ways, like there's so many, I can't tell you the amount of like pitches and ideas that, you know, I've run past him before I took it to the big ball. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and so I just have, I've just been blessed to be surrounded, you know, have other close friends, you know? So it's just like, I'm blessed to be surrounded by almost this like protective layer of people in all different realms that keep me like in the arena mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay Woo! all right now listen we're gonna begin to start wrapping it up because i yeah. i could have you on here for two hours <laughs> let me tell you but i'm not i'm not but i could <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but let me ask this okay because i want to see if there is something in your story in terms of how you became clear mm. about moving into production, even though you flipped, okay. it's like at some point in time, you got clear about I'm moving in this direction towards mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. And somebody listening might be struggling with clarity about I don't I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure what is my lane or like which way I should go in terms of what I should study, you know, what, what I should get a job in, what, what nugget do you have for that, that person? Yeah. Hmm. I would say, I would say, you know, I think it, it's, it's a couple different things, but I think the first, before, I, I don't know that it's that you need to decide what you want to do um, as much as it's as important as it is to like get in the room or get in the space where you want to be, mm. right? Yeah. I just had a virtual session. I'll share it with you if you want to share it with your team. I just did a, a virtual session uh, I curated a panel this past week um, of some really incredible people in the industry, music, writers, directors, whatever. And it was it was um, called Invisible Jobs, Opportunities mm-hmm. in Television and Film and How to Break In. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked about um, is that so much of how all of us, so, so much of like what connected all of us, even though we're all in different spaces and fields, is that all of us just like sought out where 
like what was closest to us that was closest to where we were trying to go Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah so like for me that started at an NBC affiliate station in my city you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and I think like, I, I know a girl, I know so many people who start as a production assistant and then they become visual effects artists and then they become technical directors and then they become script supervisors. You know, I think sometimes we get all wrapped up in like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is where I'm going. The, the beautiful thing about TV and film, I think, is that you kind of don't have to be that rigid. You mm-hmm. can, you can jump in there any day, any day. You know what I mean? I've had homies who were just like in between jobs and they PA, right? <laughs> they didn't okay. even want to be in the industry for real. You know, you, any <laughs> yeah. day you can jump in, get some exposure, get a sense of what is happening. And then you would talk to the next person. My husband, when we were back on the East coast, he he's in sales now, but he was an audio engineer when we moved here. We both were here to, to enter the industry in different phases or to move up. And he literally just was like supporting on a project. He was a PA on a project we did in Washington, DC, got to know the audio engineer, kept mm-hmm. in touch with him. The audio engineer ended up owning, being part owner of one of the biggest audio companies out here and gave him his first job out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that created a trajectory for him. I hope that I'm answering the question um with this and I'm happy to go deeper but I do think that it's really really important for people to stop looking for a magic button and to just get in the room Mm -hmm. you know like get there is no there's not there's not a special form you need to do there's you know it's not it's, it's just not here you know it's just like get in the space be willing to serve be ready for that and then as soon as you get in pay attention because the thing that I see happen the most is that, you know, not everybody, a, a lot of times we're so think we're so in our heads about like where we want to go. It's like, you're not paying attention to who's around you. Like, what are they doing? What is everybody doing? And what feels like something that would be cool for you? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And just start serving, start serving people, start helping out. That's why PA, a, a, the, a job of a PA is like, it was my favorite job. I loved being a PA because I could do anything I wanted. Like, <laughs> you know, everybody thinks about PA is like running, doing runs and getting coffee. No, you get to actually talk to everybody and you have a reason to. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So anyway, let me know if that answered. If not, I'm happy to like go deeper into it. Uh, I think that definitely, that was definitely answered the question. Okay. You know, um, we we've had, quite a few people come on and tell their stories and it's almost like more confirmation or more of a reminder that there's not this set you know like there's not a set path there's not a set formula <laughs> so for for everybody that's kind of looking for that it's like you know stop looking for that and yeah I thought your answer was amazing Okay, just get in the space. Think about the space that you want to be in the environment and, you know, just start there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It really it really matters. And I tell I I think this is well, know that like it is. And I think this is important for like the 20 somethings of today Mm -hmm. because they got it hard. Social media is tough, you know, and social media 
portrays this idea that you should be further than you are even more than what I felt like we had to deal with you know because when I was in college Facebook just came out right (laughs) but I feel like that the teens and the 20 somethings the young you know young people um and I'm in my 30s but I'm just saying like 20 something they have to deal with so much comparison and I think it's just so important to remember that like if you're if you're at a crossroads and you don't know which way to go know that both ways are correct Mm. (laughs) nice you know and I think if you can believe that Mm -hmm. knowing that everything will work out for your good that every if you decide to go production and be a coordinator and then that don't that 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 don't work out necessarily trust me it's going to point you in another direction and it's going to point you where you'll never be able to get you'll never be able to build momentum unless you go one way or the other just do one just do either or you know and the thing about the industry is that it's so quick it's not like the corporate world so it moves so quick like you could literally take on a path and do it for the next six months and then completely change paths and that doesn't matter (laughs) that was in the past you know what I mean that's something that I love about the industry it makes it like challenging sometimes when you're just starting out financially but it's fun you know and it's it's good because you get to just try it all so like just let loose (laughs) (laughs) y'all let loose y'all yes did you ever find yourself in a space where you were uh where you had that conflict in terms of money versus creativity yeah yeah you mean like um should I stay in this industry kind of thing like should I keep doing or pursuing the creative thing or should I just go make this money because I gotta pay my bills and (laughs) do what I need to do financially well let me ask you do you mean like go like make this money like work a job outside of television is that what yes mm-hmm. yeah I I've definitely had the thoughts and I definitely had to do it from time to time to like piece things together when there was a huge gap between projects or something like that I had my I've done my share of Lyft and Uber and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um I think once I came when I was in Baltimore the reason I came to Los Angeles is to be because at that time, this is where the ecosystem of entertainment was. Now, different cities are building ecosystems, you know? And mm-hmm. so, but at that time, that's why I came here. So in Baltimore, yes, I was like, oof, I need to just get a job, right? When I came mm-hmm. here, there was enough going on. It was enough that I could like figure it out. And then even when I couldn't figure it out, I mean, and actually I take that back. Well, that wasn't for money. That was for calling. There was a por- there was a period. This is another podcast. There's a period where I left. It. <laughs> and listen, but this is actually this proves my point. There's a period where I literally I moved to LA, was in the industry, left, and took a job at a church. Was moving up in my and in- in- was moving up in the industry and left to like lead a ministry, like at a wow. church, and mm-hmm. did that for a year and a half, and then came back into the industry, and then moved up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying that I, that just proves my point that like whichever way you go it works <laughs> whichever way you go it works yeah. <laughs> either way just get some momentum going I love it I love it oh, oh my gosh you know what I'm gonna have to invite you to come back on another time okay I would but <laughs> do you got anything you want to you want to shout out or bring attention to or 
you know, any way people that can, can, can connect with you after this social media, like what a website. Yeah. Um, they can follow me on Instagram, AV queen. Um, I am uh, working to be more active there, <laughs> sort of, um, <laughs> but you can, but I'm always checking it. So if somebody messages me there, um, I'm also like very open to just like connecting with folks. So, you know, um, if you ever want to reach out to me, um, my, you know, my email, you can hit me at alex at create and serve.co. Um, but that's it. Like, I'm, I'm gonna tell you where I'm at and what, where I, what I'm focused on building right now um, is I really want to fix the pipeline from that gets local artists into the industry you know, local artists. And when I say local, I mean the artists that kind of hit that glass ceiling of creative work, where it's like everybody, you got these videographers and these editors and these, you know, photographers on like these city levels that are incredible, but they're not, they're not moving to LA or New Mm. York or Atlanta, but they, but they're, they might be in Baltimore and they might be in Detroit and they might be in Charlotte or wherever it is and they 100% can be in the industry but they just don't know what that step is to like break mm-hmm. them through that's what my focus is um right now is really building a path and and like just fixing that pipeline cuz we need good people we need good people in the industry and it's like it's a little clogged up right now how to get in and um and I want to dispel that yes all right pipeline okay yes. Cool. That's cool. 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 Oh, all right. Yes, definitely keep us posted. And um, I just thank you so much for again saying yes and being on and having this conversation for me with me for being so open and transparent. Only way I know how to be. (laughs) (laughs) Only way I know how to be. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for doing this for, for all artists. This is amazing. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, we have been talking to Alexandria Queen Sneed, a.k.a. Queen. You are definitely going to want to bookmark this and replay it because there was a lot of uh, nuggets dropped today. Um, but you've been listening to For the Artists, a podcast brought to you by Creative and Projects. And you already know what it is, y'all. I want you to keep creating from the inside out. Peace.